Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. Welcome back to the Be Advised Leading with Value podcast. This episode, host Brad Swinehart of White Glove delves into the thoughts of Tom Hegna, economist, author, and retirement expert. As Brad is about to point out, Tom is considered by many to be the retirement income expert. Is that right, Brad? Absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show today, Tom. We're really excited to, to dive into some real value for some advisors. For for people that maybe aren't familiar with your body of work, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So, I mean, I'm originally from a small town in Minnesota. I went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military. I spent six years active duty, 16 and a half years Army Reserve, retired as Lieutenant Colonel. I was in the insurance industry for about 30 years. I was with MetLife for eight years, where I was an agent, a manager, and a national marketing manager. And then I was with New York Life for 15 years, where I started out as an annuity wholesaler and kind of worked my way up to be one of the senior executive officers in the company. In 2011, I went out on my own, and I've now written five books on retirement. I have a PBS TV special called Don't Worry, Retire Happy. That's played in over 80 million homes in the U.S. and Canada. So in my time at New York Life, I really had to focus on retirement income. And I'd say New York Life was 10 years ahead of the rest of the industry. And so in doing that, I had to read a lot of white papers. I learned so much about, you know, the mortality credits and longevity credits and all, all this thing, these things that nobody really knew about. And then I just took these PhD white papers and put them into real English so that average normal Americans can, can benefit from, from that knowledge. That's so powerful. And I know that you've in the past, you've done a lot of speaking presentations. You travel out of the country, both training advisors and also talking to the end consumer. How has that changed now for you when things are moving more virtually? Well, I mean, my business model had to change overnight. I mean, I'm a speaker. I, I travel around the world and I speak. And all of a sudden, there's no traveling, there's no speaking events. So immediately, I had to change my business model to be one of virtual, which I did. And I'm, I'm having my best year ever because, you know, instead of planes, trains, automobiles, delays, you know, all the stuff that it's all the wear and tear on the road, you know, yeah, maybe I make more per live speaking event, but I can do a lot more virtual events. And so it's, it's really worked out very well. And in fact, it's kind of my new model. I, I don't want to go out and travel the world anymore. I, I really want to just do virtual. So I had to, I had to change my whole business model literally overnight. And I think a lot of advisors are in that same position where, you know, they're used to doing seminars or they're used to going to the, the dinner events and bringing in new prospects and they're having to face the same thing that you faced. What would you recommend to advisors of how to, how to adapt virtually? How do they still reach those prospects now that we're in this new environment? Well, it's in interesting because I have a daughter and she graduated from high school last year, didn't get a graduation. She's in college, didn't get a normal college first quarter because of COVID. And, and she was saying, Dad, maybe I should just quit for a year. Maybe I should just not do this for a year. And I said, Sammy, adaptability is one of the best 
traits you can have. You've got to learn to adapt. I promise you, Brad, this won't be the last pandemic. You know, there's going to be terrorist attacks. There might be nuclear bombs some day. I mean, stuff is going to happen and you've got to be able to adapt. And for advisors, that means, okay, so you're not going to see people face to face. So now you can see 10 people a day. Past, you can only see two people a day. Now you can see 10. But are you, you know, are you adapting? Are you changing the way you're doing it? You have time now to you have more time to prospect. You have more time to set up 20 minute uh, Zoom calls that you don't have to drive across town for. So I, I think people just have to adapt. And, and Brad, you, you've seen it. Some people adapt very quickly and some people can't. And what I would say is if you can't adapt, then you've got to hire somebody who can help you adapt. Like you've got to, you've got to put together the tools that you have at White Glove that I have at my site. And you've got to, you've got to use, you've got to use tools that can help you adapt. And so, you know, I don't think there's a choice. You're either going to adapt or you're going to die, but, but you can, you can have people help you adapt if you're not very adaptable. <laughs> that's, that's so true. Cause there are so many people that are just quick starters that they, they move with the, the flow. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's other people that are very analytical and they, they get tried and true in their ways and that's what they want to do. And it's very hard for them to, to move quickly when the industry shifts or when something like this happens. What would you recommend? What is a good way for an advisor to find a good mentor? And what does a good mentor relationship actually look like? Well, okay, let me go back to who kind of were my mentors and how, how I found them. So the Kinder Brothers are mentors of mine. And I, I had never even met the Kinder Brothers until quite a few years later, but I, I, I learned from their videotapes. Uh, I had a manager who didn't really believe in training. He said, go out and write a hundred policies and you'll learn the business. Well, okay, that's fine. But I, I was a military officer. I wanted to kind of be professional in, in how I made my presentations and he gave me really no help. And, but there were these, these VHS tapes over in the corner of the Kinder Brothers. And I would watch those every single day I learned their words, their language, their stories that then became my words, my language, my stories, and they fast tracked me to the top. So I consider them mentors and I never even met them in person until years later. And, and uh, I, I've had some great conversations with Gary Kinder, went visit him in, at his house in Dallas and everything. So, but then Joe Jordan and Ted Kokuski were mentors of mine. Now, Joe Jordan was the head of annuities at, at MetLife when I was an agent and Ted Kokuski was kind of the head of mutual funds. And these guys gave me words that I could use. They, they taught me concepts that I could share with clients and, and they were very powerful. And I mean, I would have driven miles just to watch these guys talk because they were that good. And, and so it's people that, that are talking, that's something relevant to you. Like my mentor might not be your mentor, Brad, but you might have a different mentor because that person was talking about things that were relevant to you and they made an impact on you. And so that's why I think mentors are very, personal in nature because you've got to find somebody that you know really hits you and, and when they really hit you between the eyes and they make you think and they they teach you things that you never knew before and they get you excited about the business those would be people that that you want to try to track down and and, and have be your mentor and i love that you mentioned at the beginning that you were watching videos of of those people speak and and you really kind of were attracted to that and i think that that availability is just out there in masses to advisors now. Everybody's moved virtually. There's everything's on video now. And there's just so much more content out there that you can absorb. And then I, I think it is, it's a personal choice. You know, what what really clicks with you that'll give you that drive and that that incentive 
to move forward and really elevate your business. And you've been in this industry for, for quite some time and you've really kind of mastered it, Tom. What do you think that the top producers do differently than the rest of the advisors out there? Well, they see more people and they're, they're students of the business. It takes 10,000 hours to become a master at anything. And I've spent over 10,000 hours studying this business and learning this business and watching videotapes of top people who are better than me. And, and, and I just think too many people try to wing it and they try to take the easy way out and they just try to do it themselves. And I don't know that you can do that. I think you've got to learn from people who are smarter than you and you got to, it takes time. It's not a money investment. It's a time investment. So I think top producers invest their time wisely and they see more people. For some reason, people have a thermostat in their, in their mind. And once they, once they make 30,000 or 50,000, boop, the thermostat kicks off. Well, top producers don't have a thermostat set at 50,000 or a hundred thousand. They, they maybe have one set at a million or 5 million or 10 million. And so you kind of got to turn your thermostat up and you've got to, you've got to think bigger and you've got to go see more people. I, I always tell people, I can tell you exactly how much you can make in this business. You know, if you see two people face to face every day, Every day, you're going to make 100 grand. If you see one person face-to-face every day, you're going to make 50 grand. Well, the truth is most advisors only see two or three people a week face-to-face. That's the truth. That's the sad and ugly truth. The, The top producers are seeing five, six, seven, eight people per day. And you think that that can't be done. I can promise you it can be done. I did it in my first year in the business. So I know it can be done, but you got to change your thinking. You got to set your thermostat higher and and you got to become a student of the business and really learn from other top producers. I love that. See two people a day, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I love that. Just that math that you've got that figured out and dialed in, you know, back when you were in production that, that first year, are you, are you working nights or you're working weekends? Does that grind just never stop? How does that look for you back then? Well, I was always told your first two or three years in the business, you're like, you're like a doctor in residency. And that means you got to work nights, you got to work weekends, you got to work holidays. You got to give this, if you give this business two years of your life, like everything you got for two years, the business will take care of you for the rest of your life. But how many people are really giving it everything they got for two years? Very few people are working nights, weekends, you know, 80 hour, 90 hour weeks. I did that. And I did that for quite a few years. Now I don't do that anymore because I don't have to, but when you're building it up, it, it takes sacrifice. I mean, and then people say, oh, you spend so much time away from your family. It's a, it, well, look, you got to look at the long term of your family. Yeah, you're going to be away for a few nights and weekends for two years. But then for the rest of your life, you're going to be able to take care of your family like nobody else can take care of the family. So, you know, people are not willing to do the sacrifice and do the hard, li- the heavy lifting. And, uh, you know, but some people are and the top producers do that. Now let's talk about that a little bit of the the top producers that they're they're getting in front of more and more people. But what about what do you see is the key difference of why one advisor can stand in front of a meeting and they get seven applications, but then someone else will stand in this, a similar meeting and they'll walk away with nothing. What is yeah. that key difference? It, look, it, it's again, they know the words and the language. It, this is a words, language, questions, and stories business. A lot of people think it's a knowledge business. So you get these analytical people know they know everything about everything, about every policy and every feature of every policy, but they don't know how to communicate that in simple terms to a client. And they don't know how to put it in the in, in, a, in a way that the client is going to understand it. And that's going to motivate the client to see, wow, I really need this. But the top producers do that. And so 
again, it comes down to being a student of the business, learning the right words, the right language, the right questions, telling great stories, handling objections smoothly. You know, this is all the stuff I've been teaching for 30 years, but, but you're right. One person goes in there, gets seven applications. The other person walks in there, get nothing. And they got all the same policies that they represent. It's one person knew the right words and language to use with that client. Well, I think too, you know, we talk about that a lot when people are doing seminars or doing webinars that it's not necessarily the information that you're giving. It's not, you know, information is, is free. Everyone carries around the, the internet in their pocket nowadays and you can Google anything. So information is not free. What you need to, the message you need to get across to, to prospects or people that are, that are listening to you is, you know, answering their questions of the why behind it. You know, they don't, they don't need to know how the car works. They just want to know that they're going to get there safely and that you can do that for them. And I think when you, just like you said, Tom, if you can digest all that information, like you did, just write white papers, really knowing the product in and out and the service in and out, and then be able to go back to that prospect and, and put it in simple terms for them so they can understand it. I think that's when you make that real connection. And I think that's exactly what you're saying here. So let's, let's talk about some of the common objections. What do you think as an advisor, you're sitting in those meetings, you're going to hear some very common objections. What, what did you hear the most and how did we overcome those? Well, I mean, there, there, you know, I have a hundred objections on my site that I handle, but there's really about five that are common, you know, oh, your fees are too high or I don't need this or I want to think about it. I heard Dave Ramsey say you should only buy term insurance. There's only so many objections that you really need to get good at, but the best way to handle the objections is to put them in your presentation. So if you're getting the same objection over and over and over and over, put it in your presentation, handle it before it comes up. Then it won't, then you won't get it. People, I, I, I went through a time where, you know, people wanted to think about it. They want to think about it. Well, I learned that the, I think about it objection is really, I wasn't, I wasn't asking the right questions throughout the whole appointment. You've got to ask many little closes. Like, is this making sense to you? Is, is this what you're thinking? Just, just keep, doing little mini closes throughout the whole presentation, then you're not going to get the, I want to think about it, but there's only five or six bread that, that come up all the time. And so you just got to get good at handling those common five or six objections and you're not going to have any issues. Yeah, I totally agree to preemptively. You I mean, you know what they're going to say, right? You know that yeah. they're, oh, I want to think about it, or I hate annuities. Um, I saw this and it, this sounds like it's going to be terrible, but if you can preemptively address those in front of them, then they, then they see you as the expert and they start to calm down. You know, there's that, there's that point in the conversation where, you know, their shoulders get a little less tense. You, know, you can see it in their face when they start to see that you're an expert and then they don't need as much information. They need less information because they understand that you have it, that you're, you don't need to totally educate them on everything that you're doing. You just need them to know that, Hey, this is going to work for you. And here's a plan that we're going to build together. So one thing, Tom, that you're just absolutely magnificent at is delivering a message. You know, you've, you've really kind of honed in, not just the knowledge, but how to, to deliver it in a very impactful way. So how did, how did you start at really kind of honing that message? And then how can we help other advisors do something similar? Well, again, I, I watched top speakers, you know, and I was a student of, motivational speakers and, and you know, guys like Joe Jordan and, and, and 
people who are really good who could master a platform. And so I learned a lot of techniques. I learned how to change my voice through my presentation, make it high, make it low, make it fast, make it short. And then to speed up the presentation because people can listen seven times faster than you can speak. So you can really speak very rapidly and people can understand you if you're if you're using simple words and simple sentences. So you, just by changing the tone of your voice throughout your presentation, by changing the speed of your presentation, you can slow it down to make a point. You can raise your voice to make a point or you can just speed it up and, and and just keep doing my, my style is rapid fire, rapid fire, you know, machine gun style, not rifle style. And so everybody's got to find their own style. But I found by watching other top speakers, how they do it, what they do, uh, I could learn a lot. And then just just doing a lot of different speaking events. You know, I've done thousands now. Yeah. And I, I could say, Tom, I've seen you a handful of times and it is, it's rapid fire. You are definitely the machine gun guy. I love it. It's just so much information just coming right at you, but you're, but you're right. When you, when you first, you know, when the first time I ever saw you, I was like, man, this guy speaks really fast, but you're absolutely right that that didn't affect my ability to absorb the information. It still just came, came in the exact same way as if, you know, someone took their time or slow, because obviously I'm naturally a little bit of a slower speaker. You've really kind of honed that in because you do have that inflection points in your voice. You are able to slow down, but then you can just pump out those, those little nuggets just very rapidly. And it, it always seems to just be just a, a mesmerizing time to watch you speak. So I've always, always enjoyed it. Well, let's talk just a little bit here about the, the markets. What's going on with, with those and how does that impact the industry and what should advisors be paying attention to right now? Well, I mean, it's it's a crazy stock market. I mean, it doesn't seem to make sense to me. You know, the, the economy's not doing that great and the, and the stock market's hitting all-time record highs. But I think a lot of it is this funny money that's been printed and, and the, the trillions that are floating around. But but like I said, there's going to be consequences with that uh, because that's not fairy dust. That's real dollars that are going to come out of people's IRAs and 401k. So we should definitely be talking to people about converting to Roth IRAs. These are likely the lowest taxes you're ever going to see for the rest of your life. Life. We should be talking to them about the importance of having cash value life insurance as another source of tax-free income in retirement. We need to focus on the guarantees and annuities. I mean, in this crazy market, do you really want to be naked in the stock market? I mean, I want to make as much as I can make, but I don't want to lose what I've already got. And Vanguard can't do that for me. Fidelity can't do that for me. Mr. Ken Fisher can't do that for me, but that's what annuities can do for me. So, you know, I think we got a great story in, you know, in times of uncertainty, what people crave is certainty. And we have certainty. We have guarantees. We have guaranteed annuities. We got guaranteed life insurance. We've got long-term care insurance, we've got products that can protect people from the markets and protect them from themselves because really that's that's the key thing. You got to protect people from themselves because when the markets go down, they panic, they do stuff that they probably shouldn't have. And the annuities can give them the peace of mind and the guarantees to hang in there and, and stay the course. So I think we've got the right products at the right time. That's very powerful. And what do you, what would you recommend if you have an advisor that, that maybe they have a case or they have something that they just can't figure out? They just, they just don't know what to do. What would your recommendation be? Where, where do they go from there? I mean, for years they went to me because I was a wholesaler, you know, and, and call, call up your wholesaler. That's what wholesalers do is they solve problems. They they tell you things you didn't know about the product. They show you solutions you didn't think about. So whether it's an internal sales desk or you have a wholesaler, 
call them that that's what they do. Their job is to help you make sales. And if you've got a situation, I can promise you there's a wholesaler out there with a solution for it. So use the people that have been put in front of you to help you in cases like that. And that's typically those internal sales desks and the wholesalers. And the, just one last thing here, we'll, we'll wrap this up, Tom, but there's a lot of newer advisors that, that maybe started out recently or just before this crazy pandemic hit. And, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So what would your recommendation be for brand new advisors? It's their first year now through all of this first year in the industry. What are the th- three things that they should absolutely be focused on and what should they do to ensure they see success? I was uh, always told there's three ways to to be successful. See the people, see the people, see the people. So those would be three. But I mean, you, you know, you've got it. You've got to increase your activity level. You've got to get really good at knowing your stuff, know your products inside and out and know your major competitors products inside and out. And then go on and have some fun, but, but learn and study, learn and study from from top producers and there's so much on the internet that's free, but there's also subscription things on the internet. But but find somebody that, that really resonates with you, learn from them, know your stuff inside and out, and then go out and try to help as many people as you can. And, and it, focus on helping instead of selling. See, if you're if you're selling, then you're like a product peddler and, and you're not going to feel good about yourself. But if you're helping people retire, never run out of money, protect their families, protect their, their, their level of income and retirement, allowing them to retire no matter what the market conditions are, then you feel really good about yourself and you're helping people. And so focus on helping people and you're going to have a great career in this industry. Well, thank you very much for being on the show today, Tom. There's so much information just pumped into this, this episode. I love it. You know, I always enjoy talking to you and I just, I really appreciate all the knowledge you dropped on us today. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, Brad, you're right. There's so much in here. Adaptability, mentor, sacrifice, knowledge, just a few of the solid observations in this conversation. Thanks again, Brad. Brad Swinehart of White Glove. And of course, Tom Hegna, retirement expert, economist, and author. To make sure you know when more of Brad's Be Advised Leading with Value podcasts are available, subscribe to this podcast with the subscribe button on this page. To share with friends and colleagues, use the share button. Thank you for listening to Be Advised Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.